Two percent. Two percent. Two percent. Uh, the two percent's right over here. Oh, hey, Jenna. I didn't know you shopped here. Uh, yeah. Anything to support local food. Know what I mean? I definitely do. Though that's not the only thing you do in the name of Good Eats, obviously. Well, true. I also host Eating Matters every Wednesday at 5 p.m. where we talk about food policy and how it impacts all of us. Be sure to tune in. All right, gotta get the plug in there. I get it. Yep, I'm hashtag shameless. You know what else you can do to support the local food community, right? Well, yeah. Make a donation to Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. That's right. And I gotta call you out on the whole local thing. What do you mean? Well, The Farm Report, A Taste of the Past, Japan Eats. Those are shows that take you around the country and the world. I'll give you that. So how can listeners give their support? It's pretty easy. Just go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the big red heart in the top right corner. It's pretty easy from there. Thanks. Today's program was brought to you by Domain. Domain offers discreet and secure storage, transportation, trading, and advisory services to passionate fine wine collectors worldwide. For more information, visit DomainStorage.com. I'm Michael Ameko from Food Talk. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Good morning. You're listening to In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Joe Campanelli, and this summer, find me over at Alta Linea, uh, our outdoor restaurant in the Highline Hotel in Chelsea. Um, we are known for the frozen Negroni and some great organic Italian wines. I think you'll really enjoy them. Come before the season ends October 9th, and I hope to see you there. Um, also, In the Drink comes to you every Wednesday. Uh, our time is 11 a.m., but you can always find past episodes on heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, Stitcher, um, any way that podcasts are brought to you. You can find us and uh, definitely encourage you to look back at some of our past episodes and uh, rate us on iTunes whenever you can. That is much, much appreciated. Um, I'm really excited about today's show. Uh, I recently went to a, uh, or I, I held a little tasting actually of uh, the new wines, the new generation of Bordeaux producers, um, something that uh, over the last year or so we've been really excited about over at, uh, at Anfora. My um, wine buyer over there, Dave Foss, was really an anti- anti-Bordeaux, was just not interested in it at all, felt that it was all expensive and there was bad farming. Um, and we had a, uh, uh, and you know, at Amphora, all of our wines are, are organic and they're handmade. They're made by people who live on the properties where, you know, where they, where they work and they're, that are connected to the land in some sort of way. And he felt strongly that Bordeaux, this didn't exist. But about a year ago, we, uh, we encountered a new dis- distributor here in New York, uh, Duclos, who you guys probably know, or uh, you might know, if not, uh, has some really cool wines. Um, and we've, uh, our eyes were open, Dave's eyes were, were opened. And so I recently did this tasting and came across some just truly beautiful, 
awesome wines that any wine geek, any wine lover, um, anyone who likes terroir-specific wines that are made well, that are made in a way that's conscientious towards the earth, uh, and that are good values, um, would would be excited about. I was I was truly uh, inspired by by this group of wines, um, and so today we have. Two winemakers in the studio of the next generation, the new generation of Bordeaux. Uh, they are young, they are making great wine, and they're making it in a way that uh, maybe um, some of you who might have a prejudice against Bordeaux because it's ex- you might think it's expensive or it's owned by international companies or something like that, you would be wrong by tasting these wines. And uh, so I'm really excited today to welcome Rachel Hubert from Chateau Pay Bonhomme and Alexander Sichel uh, from Chateau Argonans to In the Drink. I'm excited to have you guys on the show. Hello, Joe. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for coming uh, 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 to In the Drink. Uh, how true is, like, how do you guys feel about that uh, association that a lot of people have with Bordeaux, that uh, it's large houses, um, it's predominantly owned by international investors, and um, that people aren't farming in the, the kind of conscientious way, way that you are? I mean, uh, are there a lot of people doing things they do you have a big group or is it a small group that that are making wines like you are um well it's true in bordeaux there is uh, there are the classified growths but uh bordeaux is a very big uh production area we have uh, over uh, 120,000 hectares and the classified growths only represent two percent of the production so there's 97 percent of affordable and drinkable wines Right. And it's like over 700 million bottles every year or something like that I, I've read, right? Yes, it's yeah. huge. So you, you figure 600 and something million bottles are affordable and, and drinkable wines, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and only a, a small amount uh, you know, are not. Um, and I mean, the story that I'd heard for a while is that the, the, the wines outside of the classified growths were really struggling. They were having a hard time to differentiate themselves and, and to sell and people either wanted the expensive wines or nothing. Is that something, a, a challenge that you felt like you had to break through as well? Yeah, yeah. And um, we, you have very, very good values wines uh, in Bordeaux. And uh, we have to, 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 show, to show this. And, and uh, very, um, very easy to drink. Very, uh, yeah, to, just to, to enjoy and uh, to share. To share, yeah. Yeah. And is it fair to say that both of your wineries are practicing organic and you have some biodynamic yeah, as well? Biodynamic, yeah. So we, uh, yeah, uh, Rachel here is a biodynamic for yeah. many generations. Uh, we are, we took the, um, at Chateau Arganas, so we got involved with Arganas in 2002. Okay. Um, and we're not yet 100% uh, organic. We have a lot of plots that we work under organic viticulture. But uh, we're taking the step of it uh, slowly, but definitely uh, going towards it. But that's the way that you're going towards, right? And and I think that's interesting to see you in this moment of change. Um, yeah. And have you noticed as you're changing plots to be organic that there are, there are differences in the vines themselves, that there are differences in the wines at, at the end? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, people who work in the vines and, and, and the winemaker, we can, we can see when you walk in the vineyard, uh, you can feel it. It, yep. it breathes, it's, uh, it's healthy. 
um, we we uh, we live in our in our vines. So it's from um, at the beginning, it's for us um, to practice um, biodynamic or organic uh, way, and uh, and. Um, and we, we look for the the authenticity in our in our wines, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, it's um, it's for that, it's for it's for it's for find the the purity, yes, and um, we 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 have this responsibility to to protect our landscape. We we are we are just not producers, yes. We uh, we are to 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 respect um, all, all the environment. Yeah. Yeah. You're stewards of the earth, and the, as a byproduct, you make wine at the end. Yeah, you, I mean, your family must have been in such a small minority of people who were making biodynamic wine, even one generation ago. Yeah, it. Um, Did well, people think they were crazy? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, now it's it's more. Uh, Admitted, yes, but um, my father began in nineteen ninety seven, and it it was not very easy to to begin that. Um, now it's it's changing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and is there a lot of conversation between producers or to understand the the effects in the region? Because yeah. the, the important thing about biodynamic winemaking is that. It, uh, or, or this kind of winemaking that you're talking about is that it shouldn't just be like a recipe and a formula, right? It ha- you have to be very in tune with your specific area. So what might work in California for biodynamics doesn't work in, in Bordeaux. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, um, we have to experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, um, in Bordeaux, for example, you have... Uh, not one terroir. You have many, many terroirs, and um, we we are uh, I don't know uh, twenty five biodynamic wine grower things one percent. One percent, yeah. And um, and we we don't make the the same method. Uh, I don't make the same method. Exactly because my my vine my vine is not the same uh, of the the vine of my right. my neighbor. Yeah, we we are we are dif- different. So our wines is di- different. Yeah. Our difference. And are you noticing that at Argaden, some of the people who have known the wines for a while are are resistant to the change, or are they also kind of moving with like as the wines are becoming more organic? Are they are they also open to to that uh, the, is that the consumers or the the, the consumers it's yeah, a, yeah. yeah uh, absolutely uh, our, our, I mean the, our primary goal at Arganas is to make uh, the best wine possible out of our terroir um, but we want we, we believe that yeah, going towards organic that will help that helps the the wines itself and um, yeah it's been it definitely opened doors, yeah. I have to say, I love this Argodans Bordeaux Superior 2012. How much, what is the retail price on that? That's uh, $15. It's crazy. Like that quality. And people don't associate Bordeaux with, uh, with a value. But that is a terroir-specific wine that uh, uh, only tastes like Bordeaux. It only tastes like, it tastes like just great wine and, uh, at, at that value. And the Pays Bonhomme uh, Blanc. Mm-hmm. 
And how much is that one? It's uh, $16. $16? $16. That's yeah. crazy. In biodynamic, yes. That Certified is, bio, by biodynamic. That um, wine is outstandingly delicious. And now these two, I mean, with the group that, that I was tasting with, uh, universally everyone was just like, that is, that mm -hmm. is absolutely awesome. So people know Bordeaux certainly for, uh, for great red wines, but um, can you talk a little bit about, about Bordeaux Blanc? Bordeaux Blanc, yeah. It, it seems like this could be a good ambassador to introducing people to uh yeah, um, we have many diverse, uh, big diversity, because we in Bordeaux, we we blend, we blend, and so uh, we can um, we can uh, play with our we with our um, grapes. Um, so for my for my white, uh, it's a blend of fifty percent uh, Sauvignon and fifty percent Semillon. And um, so it's very well balanced. And, uh, yeah, we, are, we have a, a very good terroir in Bordeaux for, to make uh, white. To make white wines. Yes, yes. Is it a, a different soil selection that you're planting the whites on or a different cooler part of your, your climate? Or yeah. How do you choose? Um, we choose a, a place to uh, to plant uh, our plots because he, he, um, our plots of of blanc is very well located uh, right um, uh, right in the um, uh, west marine wind uh, because we are very close to the Gironde estuary mm -hmm. so we we uh, you can you can taste salinity in, in this wine and um, minerality it's uh yes i agree it's it, it's very it's savory but it's energetic and it's delicious yeah um, sure. I, you know i mentioned before this idea of the new generation of bordeaux do you think that this that there exists a new generation and how would you characterize if you do agree that there is a new generation other than just being young uh, how do are there new ideas that are coming and what what what's the what's going on right now um I think the, the the new generation uh wants to to make um wines very 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 I don't know uh, uh easy to drink yes uh for for everybody uh, yes yeah, there's. A, I think there's defi definitely a new generation in Bordeaux, uh, but in all aspects, some of them are winemakers, mm -hmm. some of them are sommeliers. Uh, everyone's there's a lot of dynamism. They want to try new things, experiment um, in the vineyards, but also sommeliers want to experiment with food, uh, something different. For example, they would maybe uh, assimilate sauterne with a, in a with a starter rather than a dessert wine. There's a definitely yeah something new going. And yeah, new ideas coming from it. People are experimenting and they're trying to, to break down what it was conventional before and come up with something mm. new. Absolutely. What are some of the new ideas that you're that you're excited about? Um, for for example, um, I uh, I imagine uh, red wines uh, in uh, amphora. So, in amphora. Uh, yeah, in uh, clay. Uh, yeah, in amphora, and. Uh, we experiment new grapes. Uh, we we plant uh, now Turiga Nacional. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Turiga Nacional Turi from yeah, Turiga. from Portugal. Yes, from Portugal. Yeah, it's uh, we, we have to try. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Is that? I mean, what's the reception? Do people 
think that you're crazy again like it seems <laughs> that like in Bo- in bordeaux these grapes have been here for so for so long right and how come Turiga Nacional? is it do you love port wine yeah and um the the climate change mm-hmm. so it's getting warmer yeah yeah, yeah. That makes sense yeah, we uh, we also we we haven't gone uh, as extreme as Rachel in planting something else yet, but uh, we 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 do plant a lot more Petit Verdoras mm-hmm. in our properties. Uh, in one of our properties, we have uh, yeah up to fifteen percent of the, which is quite a lot for uh, for Bordeaux today. Which uh, Petit Verdot has always been in Bordeaux, but usually in between two to five percent, you right. find it in the blends. Uh, yeah, we go up to. Yeah, between 10 and 17 And is that also a factor of the climate change? That's a grape that does better when it's warmer? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Well, um, and then you mentioned that people are making wines that are easier drinking. How, how do you... Is it is it possible to make easier drinking wines that are still very terroir specific, that are still very distinctive? And if so, how? Yeah, absolutely. So we... Um, terroir uh, orientated because we uh, it's a better viticulture uh, organic uh, biodynamic but then we want to make the wine so much more approachable so for example we use a lot less oak than before um, a few years back we, we could age easily between a year to a year and a half um, for example in, uh, in Argadas uh, we, we usually age the, the vines in the barrels for between yeah, six months to a uh, Eight months usually, in average. So it makes them a lot more. I mean, for us, a bit more approachable um, mm. and ready to drink. And uh, we make a short, short uh, maceration. Short maceration. Well, in my my estate, and uh, um, we we don't use uh, in entrance no no artificial yeast. Uh, uh, so so the the wine is more um, is more sharp. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. So, so it's that. Um, just to to make good wine, yeah. you you have to to make good grapes. It's it's uh, the the base. Yeah, best. And how would you characterize good wine? Ah, this is a hard question. <laughs> uh, it seems that that's that's maybe the the challenge. Maybe let me know if you agree or, or disagree that in order to make wines that are more accessible and easier to to drink and approach, but are are continue to be as terroir indicative or even more so than in the past. Yeah, and um, for me, a good wine is a wine which give emotions. Yeah, you. you you have to feel an uh, emotion when you drink a wine. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we look, uh, I mean, yeah, our vision also of a good wine is something very well balanced. So oak, you don't see too much oak. There's, uh, there's not too much acidity. It's just well balanced mm-hmm. and really enjoyable. Excellent. I mean, the the emotion that I got from when drinking both Argadon and Pebonom was, yay, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we're just going to take a very quick break, and we'll be back more with two of the brightest stars of the new generation of Bordeaux.
Domain offers discreet and secure storage, transportation, trading, and advisory services to passionate fine wine collectors worldwide. Since 2003, they've focused on making collecting easier and more enjoyable. With over 1.5 million bottles in storage across five facilities, Domain is the largest network of wine storage warehouses in the country. Warehouses are located in Chicago, St. Louis, Metro New York, Napa, and Washington, D.C., with refrigerated shipment hubs in dozens of cities. Their service also extends to the home collector. In the last decade, the team has organized and inventoried more than 1.7 million bottles in home sellers across the globe. Recently, Domain has launched a marketplace where clients can buy and sell wine. Trading in the network ensures that wines are stored at Domain facilities and commissions are the lowest in the industry. Go to DomainStorage.com to complete an online questionnaire and someone will get back to you within one business day. Right, we're back in the studio with Chateau Argadans and Pe Bonon uh, from the new generation of Bordeaux. Um, we have the uh, producers here in the studio, and uh, the one of the wines I really like is this Pe Bonon uh, Blanc. Um, and is this? It it felt very like fresh, and we mentioned about how uh, had how it has salinity. And you think a lot of people associate Bordeaux Blanc with being something that has some oak character to it. Um, is this an is this an oaked white wine? And for for little part, yes. For a little part, yeah. For twenty percent of this this white, because um, um, we we stir. We stir the leaves mm-hmm. uh, on the bowers to give the, this full-bodied. Yes, it's a very mineral, sharp, and uh, and uh, and but a full-bodied white wine. It's for that you you can you can drink this this white with uh, fromage de chèvre. It's a good pairing. Fromage de chèvre. Fromage de chèvre. Goat cheese. Goat cheese. Goat cheese. <laughs> I love goat cheese. And uh, that sounds so much better than goat cheese. <laughs> Master Chef. Um, and do you feel that there's a movement away tor- uh, away from the oaky? And you're, we're talking yeah. about moving away from oak on the reds, but is there a movement away from the sort of oaky whites that we might have associated with Bordeaux Blanc? Yeah. Um, so, for example, we also produce a, a white at Arganas. And mm-hmm. before, it used to be, so to give you an example, it used to be 100% sémillon, and it used to be aged in uh, barrels. Uh, today, it's 50% sauvignon blanc. That brings a bit more freshness. and More acidity. More, yeah, a yeah. bit more acidity too. And, uh, but we, and we don't age it anymore in barrels. At all. Yeah, yeah. so it goes in, also maybe not, I mean, the, the sauvignon blanc never sees oak. And 30% of the, of the Simeon will see a bit of barrel, exactly like Rachel said, to give a bit more body, but that is very but little. You, you, have not, you have no the tannins, uh, the oaky right. tannin. You, you don't find that. So it's, it's uh, delicate, subtle, subtle. So in both of these cases, it's oak not to give tannin, not to give oak flavor, but just to no. kind of integrate things and round things yeah. out. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In Paybonum, um, gradually we um, we stopped the use uh, of of barrels um, 
for our red. All uh, our red yes. are, are not aged uh, uh, in Okibawas now. So we we start with Amphora to to find a, a, another thing, mm-hmm. another. Um, Yeah. Uh, have you, how have your results been from Amphora? I've actually been to Georgia for the first ever Amphora Symposium yeah. <laughs> four or five years ago. It was okay. an amazing experience. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I, it's something that I'm very personally interested in. But uh, there, you have so much experience with making wine in another way. I feel like sometimes with Amphora, the first tries first you don't have that sort of institutional knowledge from doing things for many many years yeah. how have that have your results been in the the first vintages you, you have um um complexity on the minerality and uh, um the wine is um very very large in uh in, amplified in, yeah yes yes wow It's amazing. It's very, uh, very good result. Yes, it's exciting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you're seeing that. Yeah, people kind of moving towards maybe, maybe that. Or uh, is is concrete something that people are going towards? You have are there people using concrete eggs in yeah. Bordeaux as well? Yeah, very expensive, but <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. The, the Amphora you you can keep uh, for many many years. Yes. So. Right, so you spend spend that once, but a new, very expensive oak barrel is a thousand euro once, and then a thousand euro again next year, and a thousand euro again next. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And what about what about rosé? I think uh, rosé is. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had Bordeaux rosé, but it's yeah. just on my mind now because in the summer in New York, everyone is drinking rosé. It's it sells more um, at Alta Linea than the next four wines combined are top rosé is crazy to me yeah uh yeah but we we produce bordeaux rosé um yeah and you should definitely go there and try some and try some yeah uh they're also very affordable uh usually blends of uh, merlot and cabernet sauvignon the usually the grapes are uh pro- i mean the the red grapes are brought up like if they were white grapes so um and yeah you should definitely go out there and try some Excellent. Do either of you produce a Bordeaux rosé? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you both do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I make a blend uh, with uh, Cabernet Franc, Malbec, and Merlot. Yes, it's a, a rosé, a saigné rosé. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, it, it is very, very fresh, uh, very ple- pleasant. Yeah. yeah. And, and yours as well. And is that something that is... It, it's weird that like in, in New York we have such a short time where people actually drink rosé. As soon as it gets warm, the first warm day in the spring, then people will start drinking it. And then in the fall, as soon as there's one cold day, even if it gets warm again, they'll stop drinking rosé. Yeah, it's a very it. seasonal drink. We have that in France. It's the same, it's the same thing. When spring comes, everyone pops out the, the rosé barbecues yeah, and then in the winter i mean we don't really drink that much rosé no but it's uh so are you finding that your wines are being uh most well accepted in france or or abroad um where, where are they selling most uh well us uh his, historically uh, we have uh, we have always had good relationships with uh, i mean in england the uk is a is a big market for us 
that the United States in the past five years has grown uh, very much, and it's definitely one uh, that we focus on and want to develop for sure. Yeah. Um, it it seems that yeah, you think of uh, the UK as being a big Bordeaux uh, a Bordeaux drinker, and it feels like a lot of uh, sommeliers in the United States don't think of Bordeaux anymore. The younger, the new generation of sommeliers aren't thinking of of Bordeaux, but they should think of the new the new age of Bordeaux, the new generation <laughs> of Bordeaux. Um, yeah. Do you find that 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 is a challenge, or what what are your biggest challenges with with letting people know about about what you guys are doing? It's uh, I mean breaking the 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 ideas that they have about Bordeaux being uh, big wines and very expensive wines, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, get them to get them to try them, and yeah, we have um, a story from family story, but we we have um, we have our our tastes and. Uh, we make uh, wines we 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 like, uh, so we are young. Uh, so, so uh, I think we we like um, um, same wines uh, than the young American, uh, young American people. No. Yes. I, I think. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think so, I, probably as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, French wines in general, and you know, are, are really having a great moment in the in the United States, but. Usually from lesser known areas. I mean, every Somali has Loire wines and uh, Beaujolais and Northern Rhone wines. And these are, you ask any Somali, those are the wines that they, they keep saying that they're they're very much into. Um, but I, I think that your wines are as expressive and as good values or better, you know, as those wines. I'm sure there are a lot of uh, things that make it easier as well, being in, a, in such an established wine growing region. What's something that maybe I don't, think about that you're you're in a place where there's wine has been made for so long and there's so many producers uh may, is it i'd imagine that maybe it's easier to get things done if you want to order you know uh, even the amphora or if you want to experiment with new ways of doing things there's there's so many people there is that is that an accurate right as opposed to somewhere that's very remote and you can't you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i mean yeah there's a uh, uh, nearly seven, six and uh, yes, six thousand five hundred winemakers in Bordeaux. Six thousand five hundred. Yeah, and we we yeah. we do. We I mean, are we always talk with our neighbors, experimenting. Hey, what what works for you? Well, I'm doing this. You should try this. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we we experiment a lot, talk a lot, and maybe yeah, if you're lost in the middle of nowhere, that's a bit harder to to sh- to have all that knowledge uh, shared. Yeah. yeah. And what are some of the uh, the what else is going on? Like, what should we be looking for in the future of uh, of Bordeaux? And what are you guys most excited about for the next few years? Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we we experiment a lot, but we don't we don't really want to change everything. Also, right. our, our goal is uh, to experiment, but keep uh, the yeah. I mean, we like the the wines we the profile of wines we we make today. That's the goal to keep them in the next few years too, and experiment what what else we can yeah to do that better. Yes, uh, just uh, we'll just uh, show um, our terroir in our wines and uh, our diversity and uh, yes. Uh, that and uh, for me, for me, I want to to continue um, and um, and uh, yes, 
continue the, the biodynamic way and uh, more and more, yes. All right, well, uh, I think you guys are doing outstanding work, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. We have Alex Seychelles from uh, Chateau Argadans. Those wines are absolutely awesome. Uh, and uh, Rachel Hubert from Pay Bon Homme. Um, uh, the Blanc is just like the best Bordeaux Blanc I've had in such a long time. It's so, so, so good. Um, I really think you guys are doing amazing work, and I thank you so, so much for, for being on the show. I really appreciate thank it. You. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I just wanted to also thank uh, Two in Communications. Uh, I really appreciate you putting this together. Um, you guys are amazing to work with. Uh, thanks, David. Came in uh, early today. Uh, you're awesome. Uh, and Erin uh, uh, Fairbanks from Heritage Radio Network. And, uh, uh, of course, our sponsor, Domain Wine Storage, uh, a great place to put your uh, Bordeaux to age. Uh, uh, um, it will be it will be safe and it will be uh, better when you take it out. All right, thanks guys for listening. This has been in the drink on heritageradionetwork.org. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.